Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jameel Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. I want a ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Everybody wants a ho, ho, ho. Lots of hoes. Yes. <laughs> Lots of hoes. Rolling in with my 86. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're always so entertaining. I, I get quite a kick. Good. Gotta come down here. That's good. You, you, I make an ass of myself. That's all I have to do. So no, you don't make an ass of yourself. You're just uh, quite funny and entertaining. You're just being uh, being funny. Thanks, pal. Just goofing around a little bit. Good. I mean, if we can't have a little fun doing this, then uh, what's the point? Well, paycheck. You know. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that's a sweet paycheck, by the way. Yeah. If you want to drive the Lamborghini, you need to uh, do the show here. Start your own podcast. <laughs> Start your own podcast. <laughs> And right get, just wait for that dough to roll in. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think probably 40 years from now, when you're about 90, you'll start seeing it. <laughs> yeah, people will embarrass me with these yeah. shows. Yeah. Like, hey, do you remember this? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Jesus, just let me die. What's <laughs> the matter with you? Yeah. Speaking of which, I noticed there was a uh, Christian site that was, uh, I think it was a Christian site that was, uh, they mentioned that they uh, listen to the podcast and, you know, brewing your own beer and... Huh. You know, like, you know, Basic Brewing Radio, which is a right. you know, very good show. I like that, too. And uh, and they mentioned this show and said, uh, you know, it's, it's good, lots of good information, but you got to put up with some locker room humor. With this show? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's an accomplishment right there. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we need to watch our P's and Q's. Okay. As a matter of fact, I'm out. So okay. somebody bring me a P or a Q. You're out of here, huh? Uh, Piner Court, right? Yeah. Pioneer. Okay. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, so we ramble on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was I rambling on about? Christi- Christianity and. <laughs> <laughs> you are talking about Christmas here. Christmas spice beer. Look how it all just it flows together accidentally. <laughs> this will be the number one on their site too. You know it. Right. Right. Uh, right. Christmas spice beer. Right. Uh, or winter specialty beer or holiday beer. You know, if you're in Australia. You don't want something warming to be by the fire around Christmas time because, you know, Christmas time is kind of warm around there. It's like yeah. summertime, summertime and, you know, you want like the Queen's Holiday beer. Yeah, there you go. You know, which is, I think, in the wintertime down there. So if you're in Australia and you're listening to this, uh, just call it Holiday Spice Dales, huh? Yeah. 
a matter of fact, I, I wrote an article for uh, BYO, uh, Brew Your Own Magazine. The last issue, or? Uh, it's the last one I sent in. I don't know when it's going to show up. You know, it's uh, whenever. <laughs> it was the when one they get I to just, it. I just recently wrote. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're not a subscriber to BYO, actually, you want to help out the Brewing Network a little bit, uh, you go to BYO.com slash Brewing Network. And uh, sign up for the magazine there, and uh, you know a few bucks goes to the Brewing Network, and you get a great uh, magazine, and have a column that shows up in there every month, uh, uh, the style profile column. And I've had some uh, in-store customers actually compliment <laughs> your writing, like, "How cool is that?" Yeah, you know, he's writing oh, articles cool. for BYO, so yeah, good work. I thought you had some in-store customers that were uh, threw the magazine at you or something. That's happened too, but <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and so, yeah, the, the, the good, uh, uh, Christmas spice beer article coming up in there. And, and usually in the, in the magazine, I have a lot more time. I have a lot more, uh, time to think about what I'm going to say. So I go into detail and, uh, you know, spell it out. It's actually pretty good. It's well thought out. And yeah, like, I, unlike this show <laughs> <laughs> where there's less beer involved. Right, and, uh, right. I'm not having so much fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't have as much fun writing those, but got to uh, balance it out pretty though. good. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you're writing a book, or you're done with it, I should say. But book's done. Nice. It should be out uh, in October of 2007. You know, this next month. So, uh, you know, get your orders in. You can buy them at the uh, Brewing Network store, and we'll sign them for you and put whatever you want in there. And you're gonna get, but, uh, you're, you're going to get like personal emails, just like, "Can you write this in my book, please?" Right. You know. Well, apparently Justin's been uh, charging like an extra two bucks. Really, getting all sorts of weird things. That's to write awesome. You can do it. You put the you put what you want him to say right there in the comments field through the store, and I don't care what it is, as long as it doesn't have to do with his family or anything insulting like that. Right. He's gonna write it. There awesome. you go. <laughs> You'll be busy. I think people want me to say things about you, John. Yeah. I think that's uh, well, at least all the people from More Beer that ordered. Thanks. They, <laughs> they had lots of comments. I'm sure they did. I'm not sure I can fit it all in the book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe a blank book I'd be able to fit on. Useless person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, you're talking about Christmas spice sales. Yes, we are. And, you know, one of the, one of the, uh, classic, uh, examples are the, uh, the, the, the Beer Judge Certification Program in the Style Guide. They list the commercial examples pretty much in order of what's the best example first. Okay. And then so on down the line and the, the least, you know, close to the style would be the, the last commercial example they list. Is that a general rule for all styles? Yeah, okay. for all the styles. Okay. They, they went through and uh, reorganized them to, to kind of fit that uh, thing. And the number one example for Christmas spice sale in uh, holiday spice sale in the BJCP style guide is Anchor's Our okay. Special oh. Ale. All right, <laughs> guess right on that one. <laughs> wow. Anyways, uh, I was I was up in Reno for uh, I think it was uh, judging uh, competition up there, and I stopped by the very first time I stopped by the Reno Homebrewer. It's a homebrew shop up in Reno, mm-hmm. and the owner Rob Bates. A uh, real nice guy. I was, I was in there. If you, I don't know if you've ever been in there, but they have a wall of all these odd beers that you can't get anywhere else. Nice. You know, there are you know, oh. some odd beers that you can get elsewhere, but, uh, you know, there's just a wall of beers and then, like, you know, a couple of uh, fridges full, glass door fridges full. So there's just a ton of them. 
Well, we know what he does when it's slow. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But he, he tries to get in a lot of odd beers, and I've been there since, and he said, oh, you know, this is just something I had never heard of before, so I got some. Huh. You know, and he'll just get in beers that he's never tried before. He tries to stock the ones that he feels are really great beers right. uh, all the time, and the ones that uh, are, uh, you know, just unusual examples, he'll you know, get in a few. So you, you come across some odd stuff there. Uh, every once in a while, there's a clunker, but, you know, for the most part, everything's been really good. Well, anyways, the first time I'm there, um, look at this wall of beer. I just stopped by because, you know, it's a homebrew shop, and I yeah. was just going to stop by and look at it. Right. <laughs> And uh, I'm like, wow, look at all these beers. And there's yeah. a whole bunch of odd things that are hard to get. Right. And there were a bunch of uh, my favorite beers that are hard to get. And I'm like, you know, loading up my basket. And then I come across this selection of Anchors, our special ale. Like, what was special about it is every year they brew this recipe for the holidays. And they brew it different every time. Interesting. And they label it with the year. Huh. So each year it's a slightly different beer. Right. And, and he had 10 years going back of this beer. That's impressive. And so I, huh. yeah, I, I'm like, you know, he had bought a whole bunch and stored them properly. Right. And, uh, you know, here you had a chance. And what's really cool is to do a vertical tasting of a beer like sure. this. Right. So I bought one of, you know, every year. And, uh, you know, I figured, well, later on I'll go home and I'll, you know, taste all these and, you know, do my own little vertical tasting. Right. So it's really cool. Did because, you buy all uh, ten? Oh, yeah. He had that many, like, inventory that he had enough for, so he could buy. That's, that's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. did you do the vertical tasting by yourself? And I did. I was <laughs> going to invite people, but then, you know, it's like, ah, screw it. I'll screw just, it. Uh, but I'm, he must have been tipsy. <laughs> that's pretty strong beer. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was very fascinating because, uh, you know, some of the beers would be, uh, you know, a little, a little better than others. Some of them would be a little more oxidized. Some, you know, the, the spicing was different each year. Right. Uh, some of the base beer seemed to be slightly different. They all seemed to have kind of a, a treacle type of note to them. Interesting. Uh, you know, but they were, it was all pretty cool. Did, it, did the 10 year old beer still have spices present? Yeah, yeah. But it's certain spices that come through after huh. 10 years. You know, uh, some spices, I think, just totally drop out. Sure. But it was very, very interesting. I was so thrilled. I, I couldn't believe that, uh, you know, homebrew. First off, homebrew. I understand people would, you know, store away beers like this, but that somebody would sell them once they, you know, they had yeah. stored them for so long and, uh, you know, and not at an exorbitant price. Right. You know, it was, you know, more than you would have paid for the beer, you know, had you bought the six pack back in 1990. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it was, it was not excessive for, for what, what you were getting. So yeah. it was really cool that, uh, you know, he made that available to, you know, any, any sort of beer geek coming by. Huh. What did you think of the last year, the freshest one? Was it? pretty good compared to the older yeah and just before i wrote this article i went out and uh drank a bottle of the uh, 2006 i think it was or 2005 mm. i mean again it was from reno homebrew and uh it was it was good it, you know it's uh it's a nice beer it's uh you know got a nice spice to it not not overwhelming it's kind of brown very right? very prevalent uh present yeah it's a uh it's like a like kind of like an english old ale oh, okay and uh you know that's that's what i think of when i think of a, a christmas spice beer i think of a base is very similar to english old ale it's kind of you know a higher alcohol 
uh, you know, kind of uh, dessert-like. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of those things going on. Right. Do you, you got a uh, description for us of the? Yeah, we were just getting into that there. All right. The English, <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh, the the Christmas spice beer or the holiday spice beer. Yes, I do. Uh, I think this beer is a great opportunity for homebrewers to kind of experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the spice additions, um, especially with how it smells and stuff. But overall, this beer. The aroma you know, has a wide range: um, cinnamon, gingerbread, uh, cookies, um, pudding, which I thought was interesting. But I don't know. Do you just dry hop with some pudding that you buy at Safeway or something? Uh, well, like? when they're talking about pudding, I think they're talking about uh, in the saga. They're talking about English, uh, uh, like Christmas pudding. Okay. And Christmas okay. pudding is not like putting, you know, this, yeah. you got nothing to do with Bill Cosby and, you know, <laughs> yeah. some yellow pudding. Yeah, <laughs> some Cosby and it would be good. Uh, some spruce trees, um, mint maybe, I'm thinking. Oh. Um, and I was even thinking maybe some candy canes. Mm-hmm. I thought about, you know, melting down some candy canes overall. But the trick to this beer is definitely making it a balanced beer aroma with the malt profile. Uh, it's definitely not a bitter beer. Uh, visually, it's amber to dark brown, maybe a little bit darker, um, clear, t- you know, uh, color, you know, maybe some haze issues from some protein haze. Uh, head retention should be white to tan. Uh, overall flavor is rich, malty, caramel, uh, and some chocolate flavors coming through. And maybe some dried fruit, and I'm guessing that might f- come from some oxidation as you mm-hmm. age it. Possibly. Yeah, alcohol. Um, and alcohol, and sure. Um, maybe some use of honey or brown sugar, some other different malt profiles that you might add. And the bitterness should definitely be subdued as to balance out the maltiness of the spear. And you don't want it to clash with the spice additions because the spices are the focus in the spear. And overall, um, it's a strong, dark, rich malty beer, like you were saying, like an English Old Ale with some alcohol warmth, you know, mm-hmm. to prep you for those holiday cold times that mm-hmm. you hang out with your family. and. Mm-hmm have a meal after dinner like it's like a dessert beer and warm you up a little bit and yeah enjoy yumminess <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i guess technically you could take almost any base beer style and throw you know pumpkin spices or you know uh, holiday spicing in there and say well you know now it's a holiday spiced beer right yeah you could but but would it be a good example of a holiday spice beer? I don't think so. I think there's a whole lot. You see, this is one of the thing about any spice beer is that there's a whole lot more going on to it than just the spicing. It's like a fruit beer, you know, a good fruit beer as well. There's a whole lot more going on to the beer than just fruit. Otherwise, right. you know, just just give somebody some fruit and and be done with it. Right. The beer plays a big role in kind of balancing out the spices or bringing out aspects of the spices or complementing aspects of the, you know, that's that's, you know, a huge part of it. And mm-hmm. and the spices are really just uh, you know, a a player in that whole Profile of of what you're trying to make. So if you take a uh, you know light American lager and you you know holiday spice it, this sounds wrong. Eh, it's yeah. probably just not going to do it. You know, it's too dry, too refreshing, uh, too crisp. You know, not a lot of other flavors. So you'd have to have a really subtle uh, holiday spicing that could just barely you know to to you know to balance that. And it, you know, I just don't think it would be really enjoyable for sitting by, you know, on a cold winter's night by the fireplace. Yeah. That's Unless really you're in Australia, but I mean, right during Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, right, so you know, during during the winter, though, you know, start thinking of things that are more rich and fulfilling, and uh, it's a beer that goes with the times. It's exactly. in your environment, your mm-hmm. your weather, and the vibe, and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in there you're looking for you know Christmas cookies, you know ginger cookies, right. molasses cookies, mm. uh, you know English uh, Christmas pudding, uh, you know things along those lines where you know it's a rich, uh, you know bready, uh, slightly sweet caramel. You know, think bread, think caramel, yeah. think uh, you know, uh, not a lot of chocolate, but a little chocolate flavors. Uh, uh, you know, figs and uh, raisins mm. and plums and, uh, you know, all those types of, uh, you know, rich, uh, uh, you know, fruity kind of flavors as well. That's a lot of flavor. Right. I mean, and, if in a pint, that's pretty impressive. And then, and then add in, you know, the spices as a, you know, supporting character mm. that kind of, again, uh, reminiscent of, of those holiday treats. Right. That, that you would have, you know, around, around the holidays where there's, you know, uh, grandma's cooking where yeah. you get the, all those, you know, spicy flavors and, you know, of the, you know, huh. the treats, you know. Interesting. That, that would really be where, where I think, you know, the, the sweet end of the, so while you could, uh, you know, target any sort of, uh, uh, style and spice it. <laughs> that was awesome. I think, yeah. uh, you know, you really could, uh, have a great, uh, you know, uh, spice beer really f- focusing on the, on the, the dessert end instead. I look so f- I think that's really, really where to go. Look forward to finding out how you balance all that out. Yeah. Especially right. making this. So. so we'll take a short break and, uh, you know, we'll talk about the recipe and how you do all that. We'll be back right after this. Flat. Flat as a pancake. Flathead catfish. Flat beer. No, that's no good. Flat tires. No, that's bad too. Oi, care to come back to my flat for a wee bit of slap and tickle? <laughs> flat Tuesday? Flat. Flat. Flat rate. Flat rate. Flat rate shipping at Northern Brewer. Order by October 15th and shipping is only $5.99. Northern Brewer has all of your home brewing, wine, mead, cider, and soda making needs. The widest selection of imported and domestic grain, malt extract, hops, and liquid yeast. And a complete line of award-winning beer kits including the dreaded Lord Fat Bottom. And now some cheap-ass shipping too. Order from northernbrewer.com before October 15th and take advantage of flat rate shipping. One beer kit, $5.99 shipping. Ten beer kits, $5.99 shipping. Offer good and continue. US, U.S. only. Some heavy and or bulky items are excluded, such as glass bottles, sacks of grain, bulk DME, and oak barrels. You are getting very, very thirsty. Go to northernbrewer.com and take advantage of ridiculously low shipping. Advantage. Now, back to the Jameel Show. I knew that I wouldn't We're back. We're talking about uh, Christmas spice and yeah, I know that fruit flies, fruit fly, man. Yeah. That's where they're ghosts. They just poof. They appear. It's, it's annoying. Well, and they've been dumping uh, sterile fruit flies all over the place. And down in LA, they dump it every day. Sterile what? fruit flies Wait, into the what? environment. Why? Just to clean. Uh, to to uh, keep the uh, Mediterranean fruit flies from breeding and destroying the uh, California agriculture uh, uh, crops. That's and so they started doing it up here as well. And they, I don't think they're doing it every day like they do down in L.A., but... Wow. 
Well, like agriculture is important. So. Yeah, so that may be you know st- uh, sterile fruit fly. I may may not. <laughs> and they sterilized like all the guy fruit flies. Yeah, pretty brutal. <laughs> that's that's kind of wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how they get the little scissors in there. And, you <laughs> yeah. know. The wow. needle and thread, but but they do it somehow. Wow. And they're flying around. <laughs> yeah, and then you got like sterile fruit flies that are banging into your head when you're trying to talk on the, on the radio. Shit, I'm drinking them right now. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, watch your language. It's Christmas time. I mean, ooh. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Here we're trying to trying to clean up our act. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> we're, we're hopeless locker room uh, juveniles here. Hardly. Yeah. yeah. I know, I'm 80. And here I'm a juvenile, looking good. Yeah, well, I just never learn. That's my thing. It's okay. All right, so we're, we were supposedly talking about holiday spice beers, and uh, I got a recipe. I'm sure you have a lot. <laughs> Is this one of yours? Yes, yes probably. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this show's already gone down the toilet. <laughs> Rabbit fun. All right, so original gravity. We're talking about uh, the six gallons of wort in uh, a couple of things. One is, all right, early on in the shows, we talked about how there was a link on the website to get to Fred Bonjour's site for all the award-winning recipes that he's collected. Great website. Uh, Yeah, awesome website. And we were posting all the recipes there. And then, like, the contract for the book got signed, and then I couldn't. You know, post all the recipes on in a collection on one place anymore. Hmm. So I couldn't really do that anymore. Okay. So uh, you know, I had to take the link down, and uh, you know, so if you're looking for that, that's Fred Bonjour's site. It's not our site. Is it available anymore? Oh yeah, it's still there. Oh, it's still I just don't there. have the link to it oh. from the Brewing Network site to there. Okay. Fair enough. I may actually be able to put a link to it on my site, MrMulti.com. Yeah, I would do that. I haven't done that yet, but uh, I, now that I think about it, I could probably get away with that. Anyways, uh, so, but you know, all the recipes have not been updated there. You know, when we, you know, signed the contract, we stopped uh, posting those recipes just to keep those guys happy. Right. But uh, you can get the recipes from by listening to the show, pause, play, pause, play, pause. <laughs> write it all down. Sure. You know, I'll read it to you. Yeah. Uh, and apparently that we can get away with. Okay. I don't well, know you're why. in business now. I mean, you're the, you're the real deal now. <laughs> so, <laughs> college funds for your kids coming up. I hope so. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> it's doing, the book's doing quite well. Yeah. It's rocketing in popularity on uh, Amazon. I'm really? I'm pretty surprised, yeah. Can I ask how many or should we not? I, I don't know. That's good. But in but, the rankings, it's like, you know. Like the number ten brewing book, nice. and it hasn't even been published yet. Nice, yeah. Well, you, haven't wow. even, you probably haven't even seen it, have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, these Amazon cares, right? So, what was I talking about? So, there's recipes. the the, the recipe and the recipe, and oh, okay, and all these recipes are designed after you're after you're done uh, boiling. You'll have six gallons, U.S. gallons of uh, wort in the uh, uh, kettle. Okay, and then um, from that you are going to rack five and a half gallons to your fermenter. You ferment it, and okay. after that you're going to have you know five gallons or nineteen liters in your keg, right, or in your bottles. And you want that full five gallons, right? And this is that's why the recipes are designed for six, so you can leave some behind in the kettle with all your break material and hops and all that junk. Exactly. 
you can you know leave some behind in the fermenter with all the you know the, the fermentation uh, leftovers and yeast and all that stuff and get a clean five gallons in your keg. Mm. Cost you a few pennies more, but uh, you know, and if you want to you know stretch it, you can and recover some of that. But for me, it's just nice to you know leave behind all that junk and yeah. not worry about. It. So I, that's why I started doing uh, six gallon recipes so long ago. So for this recipe, we're talking uh, an original gravity of 1.090, Whoa. Uh, 21.6 Play-Doh, a final gravity of 1.022 or 10.22, and 5.6 Play-Doh. That's a parent attenuation about 74%. IBUs, we're going to target 45 IBUs using the Rager formula. And uh, color is going to be about 19 SRM. Kind of dark, mm-hmm. uh, you know, almost brown color. Uh, alcohol is going to be uh, 9% uh, by volume, 7% by weight. We're going to have a 90-minute boil. And if you're an extract brewer, you're going to go with an English pale ale uh, liquid malt extract or dry extract if you can't get the liquid uh, fresh. And you'll use about 14 pounds of the liquid malt extract or 6.35 kilograms. If you're an all-grain brewer, uh, replace that English uh, pale ale extract with uh, 19.5 pounds. This is at 70% efficiency, uh, 8.84 kilograms British pale ale malt. Mash at 152 degrees Fahrenheit or 67 degrees C. Wow. And why are we going with the uh, English pale ale malt or the British uh, pale ale malt? Because it gives you that toasty, biscuity flavors that right. you like. I mean, absolutely, and and, and a this little breadiness is, maybe. Right, the the old ale, the Christmas holiday beer is not an English style technically, but uh, the English old ale we're using as a base for for that beer is uh, an English style, and really that that biscuity, bready, malty background mm-hmm. is a nice component to this beer. Well, complements the spices that you'll be adding. Right, right. And, so. and it adds to the richness, the overall right. richness. And, and uh, you know, when have you had a baked dessert, you know, like uh, cookies or something like that, that didn't taste mm. bready or biscuity right. or something like that, right? <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> you know, an it. obvious component to it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, very important. Uh, so that's why we're using that. As far as the uh, steeping grains, if you're an extract brewer, you're going to go with, uh, or if you're all grain, this will be part of your grist that you're going to mill up. Uh, I like the Crystal 80 malt, uh, 0.75 pounds, three quarter pounds, or 340 grams. And the uh, Crystal 80 malt, it's uh, one of the darker crystals. It's considered a dark crystal, and uh, although kind of on the lower end, they, they go up to you know 150, 200 love. Uh, on, the, on the crystal molds. The uh, uh, 80 Love starts to give you some of those raisiny, figgy kind of flavors. And you get a little darker, they, they tend to be a little more intense. But this is a nice balance between kind of the crystal malt sweetness, right? Uh, kind of caramelly, and some of the raisin notes and mm-hmm. some of those notes that kind of... Uh, Evoke a, a baked cookie. Uh, but my mother used to make these cookies that uh, had raisins in them, oh. and the raisins would uh, kind of when you when you bake these cookies, the the, the dough was light enough that the raisins would kind of float to the surface, right. and they would uh, uh, you know kind of get baked in the oven, and it gave them this uh, baked raisin kind of 
character, right. which I really love. Right. It's a little intense. It's like an intense raisin with some some dark uh, flavors. <laughs> but I, you know, I love that and and getting a little trace of that in something that's like a holiday thing is yeah. you know, big for me. Mm. I can't stand raisin cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Figs, though, I can get away with. Yeah, I like this. Well, there you go. Oh. To each his own. I wouldn't eat your grandma's cookies. Right. <laughs> I would have hurt little grandma's feelings. So, uh, yeah. uh, so right. Crystal Lady Malt has that raisin. A little bit of that raisiny, yeah. yeah. The 122 does, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. And that's a lean, like a little darker right. raisins. Like they've been baked a little bit more. Right. Uh, 80 is more kind of like a raisin. Okay. The 120 is more, more of a baked raisin. Hmm. Uh, you know, they, it's a, it's an inter- interesting how the, uh, amount of, uh, kilning can right. really change the character of essentially the same, uh, base product. Right. Makes yeah, a big I mean, difference. It's a whole crystal malt family. I mean, what a great grain family to have, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. You can't, uh, can't go without it. Yeah. You can't brew, uh, brew hardly anything without it. And somebody emailed me just recently and said, you know, I'm looking, you know, I can't get Crystal 40. I can get, like, he can get all the care Munich. I think he's in uh, Europe somewhere. Hmm. And he said, uh, you know, can I use, like, care Munich in place of the Crystal 40? Because you use that Crystal 40 in a lot of your recipes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've always said that. You know, Crystal 40 is one I was thinking about the other day when I was refilling my Crystal 40 supply. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, uh, Crystal you 40 is one of the hardest malts to do without. Right. You know, you use it, use it quite a bit. IPAs, pale ales, I mean, yeah, all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a nice uh, nice component in your in your palate as an artist of beer. Mm. That's the quote of the day, right there. There you go. Isolate that. Isolate. That. Uh, and then I like a touch of uh, black patent malt. Just Around five hundred twenty-five love. Yeah, uh, quarter pound or th- uh, one hundred thirteen grams. Just enough to give it a little, you know, just a subtle amount. It gives it a little bit of that uh, dryness, roastiness, uh, chocolate flavors, coffee flavors, you know, used in the right proportion. It gives you kind of that, uh, you know, those background notes that you'll mm-hmm. pick up. Well, I definitely think of coffee, too, during the holidays, like an espresso after dinner or something, mm-hmm. you know, so I could see that. Oh, hot drinks anytime it's cold. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot chocolate. Right. You know, uh, hot uh, mm. You know, coffee with uh, Kahlua or something like that. You know, yeah. all those things makes a makes a nice, uh, nice uh, Christmas warmer. There you go. <laughs> Add some color too, like a reddish hue, a little bit maybe. Yeah, yeah, ex- excellent point. Yeah, it does. That, that really will uh, enhance the color and more towards the red instead of uh, the browns. You okay. know, uh, a touch like that, and, uh, along with the crystal lady, uh, really reddens this up quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Uh, let's see here. Hops, I prefer in this, uh, style to go with pretty much no hop flavor or, or aroma. I think that competes with the spicing that you're gonna do. And you really don't want that. You wanna go with something with, where you're just gonna get a clean, firm bitterness that's gonna help offset some of the residual sweetness. Sure. And carry it through. Make it taste like a beer, right? So I go with the Horizon, which is a very, you know, uh, clean hop at 13% alpha acid using pellets. Uh, a 60 minute addition would be one ounce or 28 grams. It's going to give you about 45 IBUs using the regular formula. 
And if you do happen to want uh, some hop flavor in there, some hop aroma, one of the things you could do, since it's an English beer, you go with uh, a low alpha hop in the style of what you want to do. Let's say uh, you could use a Kent Goldings at maybe 4 or 5% alpha acid, right. and you would use, uh, you know, uh, two to three times as much hops. And if you're adding a couple of ounces of that hop, or even as a, just as a 68-minute addition, right. That flavor will carry through subtly throughout the throughout the beer. Interesting. So you just need the sixty minute edition. Okay. Like you know, going with a lower alpha hop, the flavors will come through. That's one of the reasons why if you don't want flavor and aroma mm. from the beer, you bitter with a high alpha hop and the use low. use very little of it and you know, pick a clean one. If you want something with flavor to carry through, you pick yourself a low alpha hop. Right. And uh, you know, it gives you a, a background uh, hop flavor and aroma that that is surprisingly uh, evident in in a lot of beers. Hmm. And this. Uh, you know, I, I would rather just go. You know, let the spices be the the character. Let the uh, fruity esters from the fermentation be the character. Let the the specialty malts be the character. Otherwise, you you got way too much going on. Yeah, you get to, in the way. Uh, to, to yeah to start throwing in yeah. hop flavor and aromas. Yeah, it, it just conflicts too much. Anytime, especially in dessert beers. Yeah. Which would include, you know, uh, you know, a lot of the spicer vegetable beers and fruit beers. Uh, you know, those tend to be more like foods and desserts. We always tend to target that sort of thing. And, you know, adding in the hops, you know, hops, I just don't think belong in any of those, you Not know, as style. far as the character. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a little too much. And I would, uh, I would, uh, you know, hold off on that. Can a spice, they add flavor, don't they? The spices as far, like, Mm-hmm. You can taste in the malt flavor and definitely smell it for sure. Oh, I mean, uh-huh. parents, flavor uh, and aroma on the okay. on the spices. Now, when you add the spices, that's a good point. You want that flavor and aroma in there, so uh, you know target the the last few minutes of the boil. You don't want to add those in at the beginning of the boil. You're going to add those in, you know, very close to the end. And I like to use for me, I like uh, uh, you know, ground uh, dry cinnamon uh, at one minute. I'm using a half teaspoon. Ginger, ground and dry, I'm using a quarter teaspoon. Uh, nutmeg, uh, I'm using an eighth a teaspoon, allspice, an eighth a teaspoon in this batch. A lot of spice. In this size. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty restrained. It's still, uh, now, is know, it apparent? It's, it's about a, a total of a teaspoon. And do you taste it? I mean, you smell it or is it over the top or is it balanced? I mean, this will be fairly balanced. Okay. You know, fairly subtle. Okay. Fairly restrained. You can use any holiday spicing you have. And again, if you've got, you know, grandma's recipe for, you know, some, you know, Christmas pudding or, uh, molasses cookies or, you know, ginger snaps or whatever it was mm. that you really love and that's holiday for you, uh, you know, by all means, use, use those spices. Sure. And, you know, there's, there's no right or wrong here. The only thing I want to say is, you want to target something that is, you know, fairly restrained, you know, where you get the spices through, but it's, you know, not overwhelming. Okay. Uh, if if you're going to store this for a long period of time, you know, you want this several years down the road, you know, every Christmas, you know, for several years. Right. Up sure, you can, you can up it a little bit, and, sure. and it'll, you know, it'll die down uh, over time. Uh, but if you want to drink this in, within a month or so, then you're going to have to kind of be restrained on it. If you're brewing it now for Christmas, I would go this restrained recipe. But so definitely be conservative with it. Yeah. Now, if you don't hit your five and a half gallons in your boil, and mm-hmm. let's say you have a little less, would you say 
at Whirlpool, maybe add like a little bit less than that because you don't have your full volume, or is it going to make a difference? Yeah, that's a good point. I think uh, you you might consider it if if it's a radical difference, right? But uh, it's going to be hard to estimate. But uh, you know, yeah, if you you were supposed to have five and a half gallons and you've got uh, you know five. You know, that's like 10%. You might cut back 10%. It's hard to cut back 10% or something like, yeah, something like that. But, uh, you know, the important point is to go restrained. And if it's not enough, you can always add these spices later on as dry spices in the, you know, you can put in the keg. Okay. And, uh, you know, add a little bit or, you know, put in your carboy, you can transfer to another carboy and do a secondary sure. and add some dry spices there and then taste it every couple of days and see how it's coming along. Okay. The reason you don't want to do all your spicing there is it tastes different than if you, um, threw in the boil. Y- you boil. Huh. You don't want to, you know, the thing about boiling spices is, uh, they can all seem a bit, uh, cooked in character. Sure. So you got to be kind of careful, but you know, on something like this, we're looking for kind of a cooked character. We're looking for, you know, pies and candies and cakes and you know cookies and and stuff that get that gets baked for Christmas. So it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah a little bit of cooked flavor is okay. <laughs> but if you do the dry flavor, you know, just all by itself, it doesn't seem right either. Sure. You can make extracts from the spices using you know vodka and you know dose with that. You know, if you use that only, that seems wrong. So I like to put, you know, a restrained amount in the in the boil, sure, and then just top it off with uh, dry spicing as you go. Okay. And if it doesn't seem quite right, you know, add a little bit, you okay. know, do it to taste. Now, are you pre-boiling your spices when you add it to a keg, just to sterilize it at all, or you know, do you just throw it in? Yeah, it depends on what you want to do. Okay. Uh, if you plan on keeping it for a long time, yeah. I would sanitize it one way or another. Uh, the easiest way is, you know, get your spices in, uh, you know, a heat-proof container, right? Uh, and then just add, like, uh, you know, a couple tablespoons, you know, if you've got, like, a, let's say you got a half teaspoon of spices sure. there. Add a tablespoon of boiling water on top of it. Oh, there you and go. just let it, uh, you know, sit until it's cool and then add that whole slurry into your... Okay. Into your beer. And then, uh, it's gonna be, you know, very well pasteurized by that. Okay. I'll probably make it more soluble too, just adding a little water. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, a lot of the flavor comes out in the water. Sure. I, d- I do that with oak chips as well, oak oh, cubes. Right. I add some boiling water on top of it and then just let it sit. And then, cool if you down. put in just the oak cubes and taste the water, it's really oak. Yeah, I'm sure. So, Ugh, if you want if you want a quick, huh. uh, you know, charge of oak to whatever beer you're doing just you can just use the water and it's uh, oak in your coffee yeah it's it's, it's pretty amazing what this what would be a good through. beer to uh add some oak to it what do you think a little french vanilla in there sure i think you i know, think yeah. kinda... i think uh, oak would be a, a good addition to this yeah. again you know you want to be careful of doing too much but uh you know and, and i think if you did something like that maybe you back off on some of the more tannic type of spices you know, the ones that kind of have that same character as the oak. Sure. Okay. And, uh, you know, you, you know, play around with that. I think, I think that's it. I think that's an excellent idea. I hadn't thought of that, but I think that would actually be quite, uh, intriguing in something like this. What about like vanilla powder too, to this? Like a little. Yeah, sure. A vanilla bean or, vanilla you know, bean, vanilla yeah. extract. Vanilla extract's actually a pretty good okay. character of vanilla. You know, you don't necessarily have to go with the beans. Right. <laughs> that's one extract that actually turns out pretty good. There's some high quality cooks. Uh, extracts out there that are very, very good. Hmm. You know, there's some real nasty ones out there too, but. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, the ones with the, the, the real stuff is quite good. 
All right. After this break, we are going to get into the fermentation, and we'll answer any questions you might have in the chat room. We'll be back right after this. What have you gotten out of a vial of White Labs yeast? WLP-001. Cal Ale, baby. 23, Burton Ale. 008, East Coast Ale. Cal Common. WLP-810. It's going to be WLP-400 with beer. I got a sweet hoodie for my vial. Huh? White Labs, your source for great brewer's yeast, would like to invite all homebrewers to join the White Labs Customer Club. Redeem your empty vials for great White Labs merchandise and products. Free yeast, glassware, t-shirts, baseball caps, sweatshirts, polo shirts, and you won't believe what you'll get for 5,000 vials. Members also receive a newsletter packed with White Labs updates and facts, interviews with professional brewers, brew-your-own-clone recipes, beercook.com recipes, and customer club stories. The White Labs Customer Club. Save your vials and get in the club. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. Exactly. It's so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. You know, Put some sugar it. and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Jameel Show. <laughs> I think you can tell we've been drinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start throwing stuff, <laughs> throwing stuff at the uh, at the help across the board, at the man. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking we really need to switch over to satellite so we can just ramble on for, you know, we've got an hour show and we can go to like an hour and 20 minutes to include yeah. all my ramblings in there. There you go. <laughs> and still cover what we need to cover. People want to hear what we say off the air, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe not, but. Well. You know. <laughs> <sighs> all right, so we were talking about Christmas uh, spice beer, holiday spice sales. And uh, we just covered the recipe, and we're going to get into the uh, yeast and fermentation. For this, I like uh, the uh, either the uh, Y yeast to 1028 London Ale or the uh, White Labs WLP 13 uh, London Ale. It's pretty uh, fruity, isn't it? If you're going to use a well, it's pretty dry too. If you're going to use a, a dry yeast, use the Dan Star Nottingham uh, is probably the the best dry equivalent. Although. Yeah, if you can if you can afford it and use it at all, go with the liquid yeast. They're really excellent products, and uh, I can highly recommend both of those. Hmm. And uh, what yeah, what you're looking at, like you're saying, it's it's got a bit of fruitiness, and you want kind of that figgy, fruity kind of plum, orange, uh, you know, all those things that go into you know fruit cake or uh, you know uh, Christmas pudding, things like that. Uh, you know, really enhance that Christmassy dessert character. Right. And uh, you know, so it's critical to use a, a yeast like that. I would not uh, do this with, let's say, you know, cow ale yeast sure. or something like that. I think. Yeah, well, you could do it, and it might turn out all right. But I think some of that, you know, character is really important. Some of that fruity character is really important. You might important have to though. ferment it hotter with the cow ale. 
Yeah, and then it, and then it just ends up hot. You yeah, know? That's true. You end up alcohol. with a hot alcohol and a headache, and yeah, you know, it's just it's just not right. I, I think you really want to go with the proper yeast at the proper temperature whenever you can. There's a lot of magic you can do, and a lot of great breweries are doing that, where they make their English yeasts ferment cleaner by going cooler, right? And then they mess with the fermentability to get it still to a f- ferment enough and not end up really sweet, hmm. and you know, all sorts of messing around like that. But in this case, you're going to go with, uh, uh, it would take about three and a half liquid yeast packages if you're going to use the uh, White Labs uh, WP13 or the Y-Yeast uh, 1028 uh, London Ale. Or you can make uh, an appropriate starter. Go to MrMalty.com. I'll tell you how much to make uh, using uh, one yeast package. And you can ferment at uh, 68 degrees Fahrenheit or 20 degrees C. And when it's finished, you're going to carbonate the beer to about uh, two volumes. Yeah, a little, a little lower, a little on the lower end. Again, you know, dessert, uh, you know, shouldn't be spritzy. Yeah, uh, something like this. If you're using a dry yeast, you're gonna need about 17 grams of uh, properly rehydrated dry yeast. It's like three packages. Yeah, yeah, there so you go. Three packages. Well, 1090 do. gravity. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a big beer. So yeah. you want enough yeast. So uh, you're not gonna get a lot of those fusel alcohols. Restrain temperature. Uh, you know, oxygenate it. You know, get it. Get a nice, clean ferment in there. You don't want a headache beer. You want a warming alcohol that's subtle. In the chest. Yeah, any, yeah. any big beer. You want something that you, you drink it, you don't notice the alcohol until you've drank it, and right. you wait a moment, and you're going, you feel a flush yeah. come over you. After, yeah. after you're sitting there and, and you're thinking about your next sip, you start to feel a little bit of warming coming from your stomach to the rest of your body. That's a proper high alcohol beer. That's it shouldn't be you know anything like a solventy or hot. Uh, you know, that's that's the thing that really drives me nuts. That's what Christmas is about. <laughs> Alcohol? <laughs> it actually, it really is, yeah. I think. It's uh, it's, it's just, uh, very similar. Oh, a wonderful feeling to just be relaxed, you know? <laughs> when I was at the GABF, and, and, and keeping with the theme of the show, at the GABF, and they had shirts, some guys, <laughs> what would Jesus drink? <laughs> shirts. Probably this one. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jesus had uh, wine and, you know, other things, but... What would Jesus drink shirts? I That's thought that was pretty funny. funny. Ah, all right. Uh, so, fermentation. These fermentation. Right, temperatures. Fermentation. Temperatures. We got temperatures. Questions from the chat room. Yeah, we got a bunch. Of good questions this week. Um, Lots of people listening live. Yeah, it actually might be a record for your show, live listener. They're getting used to the time slots. We kept moving it around. Nice. So. Notice how we're talking in the plural. <laughs> it's a record. It's a re- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are the most common spices specifically used in a Christmas ale? People had asked. Cinnamon, ginger, allspice, nutmeg. That's probably the most common. Uh, again, any any sort of pumpkin spices or holiday spices. You know, look at holiday recipes uh, for holiday cakes, holiday uh, puddings, Christmas pudding. Uh, you know, search for something like that and you'll come up with the most common spices. Okay. Uh, another good question that came through. How about using things like dried, fr- dried figs or other dried fruits, um, as opposed to powdered forms, you know? I don't know. I think a lot of those flavors you're going to get from the malts that, that are used a lot of times in the alcohols and, uh, uh, you know the uh, fermentation characters from the from the yeast, so you don't necessarily have to add that. If you want to, uh, you could. 
uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how it would turn out. I, I haven't made a, a true fig beer, but, uh, you know, give it a go. Okay. And then, instead of using dried spices, are there any uh, liquors or liqueurs that you would suggest using, spiced rums or anything like that? Cinnamon schnapps. <laughs> I think I was, that's an interesting question. Just I, yeah, uh, I was thinking you could do a car bomb with this sucker. You know, <sighs> yeah, just have a shot of cinnamon schnapps, throw in the bottom, just pound it. So just have a base beer and put all the spiciness in a shot, or just make the base beer that we gave already. Yeah, and then have a side of cinnamon schnapps, throw it in that pint, and just and drop it. And go. Well, that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, you know, you could make the base beer in an English old ale, and mm. then you could have a spiced rum or something like that. You could there make you your own spiced rum with a uh, favorite rum or Jack Daniels or whatever you like. Yeah. You, you know, add the yeah. spices to it and uh, extract the spices and then do do it that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty interesting idea. I think, uh, you know, if you have a favorite spiced rum or something like that, yeah, certainly you could go, go ahead with that and, uh, you know, add it to taste. Yeah, it's all about, you know, what you enjoy, so, okay. uh, you know, definitely you could do that. Well, that way you don't have five gallons of just spice beer. Right, yeah, right. You know, that's true. Somebody asked if a Southern English brown would be good as a base beer for this. You know, the the multi flavors and uh, some of the yeast characteristics and stuff like that, I think would be you know, quite good for that. I think, you know, they don't finish quite uh you know as sweet and uh uh you know they're definitely you know much lower in alcohol if you want a a, a far lower alcohol christmas spice or holiday spice beer the southern english brown would probably be a really good choice but uh, for a lot of people they expect the holiday beers to to have a little uh little warming to them and so uh you definitely want to jack that up if if uh if you're doing that and wanted something like that okay Somebody wanted to know if there is something you can add for an evergreen flavor in this beer. One of those little Christmas tree air fresheners you get. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Take a branch off the or, Christmas tree. You know, spruce tips or something like that. Or yeah, you know, you you go with the uh, tips of the uh, of the trees. Yeah. And they, because uh, I'm told that's what the most aromatic and the most uh, and least bitter parts of the tree, and you add those in. I'm not uh, thinking that would be a good flavor no. in a beer. I just get tan bark and well, you know, anytime you have something that's kind of uh, spearminty or evergreeny, mm-hmm. yeah. I would I would tend to confuse it with the medicinal flavor of right. an infected beer, oh, yeah, that's floor true. cleaner, or, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. Uh, I've heard people that make uh, what's the finished beer, uh, what sadi or the with the uh, spruce tips. Yeah, and, I think uh, we were talking about that in here. People make that, and it's everyone's like, eh, you know, really acquired <laughs> taste. Yeah. Okay, lots of questions about nuts, Jamil, which is weird. <laughs> I got answers. Yeah. Well, people wanted to know about, uh, uh, you know, we're always talking about nutmeg in these kind of beers, but what about mm-hmm. things like chestnuts and walnuts and almonds and uh, those other kind of flavors? Uh, you know, I think that could be quite a nice uh, complement to that, uh, you know, kind of along the lines of, uh, you know, adding oak or something like that. Uh, the only thing about Nuts, if you want to add nuts themselves, is that nuts tend to be very oily. So they tend to be tricky to use in beer. So if you can get it, then an extract of the nut uh, is probably the way to go. Okay. Otherwise, um, you know, the oils kill the head retention and, uh, you know, along those lines. Uh, but, you know, you might, uh, I don't know. Uh, that would be an interesting area to experiment with, I think. Okay. 
And then one last question with regards to spices. Um, what's the difference between a pumpkin beer and a Christmas beer? Uh, I, I think he means in the spice department because mm-hmm. they, he says they seem to be the same spices added to both. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, there's, uh, you know, uh, we're going kind of with the, uh, you know, the, the style guide as it's as it's got them defined. Yeah. And, you know, they're... Uh, you know, with a pumpkin spice beer, uh, yeah, it's that, that, that would qualify as a holiday spice ale, sure. It would. Yeah. Is your pumpkin, like, your Christmas, this Christmas recipe though, uh-huh. isn't your pumpkin beer recipe minus the pumpkin, is it? No. It's different. No. Yeah. Uh, pumpkin recipes, when you're doing a pumpkin beer, you tend to go, you, you would eliminate some of these, uh, darker malts and richer malt flavors and, and you go, you, a little more restrained, more of an amber beer, uh, and you're trying to allow the pumpkin flavor to come through, which is a very subtle flavor. Okay. Is it lower so, gravity too, or? Lower gravity, uh, a little more mellow flavors, uh, you know, along those lines. So on this, you're going, you know, higher alcohol, more, more malt flavors, more dessert-like. Okay. All right, that's it from the chat room. You got three minutes to wrap it up. All right. So again, for six gallons of uh, finished wor- of wort at the end of the boil, uh, you're targeting an OG of uh, 1090 or 21.6 Plato and a final gravity of uh, 1022 or 5.6 Plato. IBU is going to be 45. Color 19 SRM. And uh, for an extract brewer, you're going to use the English Pale Ale uh, Liquid Malt Extract and uh, 14 pounds or 6.35 kilograms. For an all-grain brewer, you're going to use 19.5 pounds or 8.84 kilograms of a British Pale Ale Malt Mash at 152 degrees Fahrenheit or 67 degrees C. Your other grains are going to be Crystal 80. Uh, three quarter pound or 340 grams. Uh, black patent malt at 525 love is going to be a quarter pound or 113 grams. Use a clean bittering hop like Horizon, a 13% alpha acid using pellets and the Rager formula at 60 minutes, one ounce, 28 grams, gonna give you about 45 IBUs. You're gonna add, uh, your spices at the last minute before you turn off the flame. Uh, cinnamon, ginger, uh, nutmeg and allspice. Uh, Half teaspoon of cinnamon, a quarter teaspoon of ginger, a eighth teaspoon of nutmeg, eighth teaspoon of allspice. You can use other spices if you prefer. If you got a family recipe or something like that, and then you'll you'll tweak it in the uh, in the secondary or, or before bottling with uh, a spice extract or dry spices. Mm-hmm. Yeast use uh, White Labs WLP 013 London Ale or Y Yeast 1028 London Ale. Uh, if you're using dry yeast, you can use Danstar Nottingham. Uh, 17 grams of uh, probably rehydrated dry yeast or three and a half liquid yeast packs or make yourself a starter using a uh, one yeast pack in the uh, calculator mrmalty.com. Ferment at 68 degrees Fahrenheit or 20 degrees C. Carbonate to two volumes and, uh, <laughs> you be set with a fine, fine holiday spice beer. This is definitely a good song to make with the family. Whoops, that made no sense. <laughs> Just gotta get everybody. Is my nose is my nose red? Is that yeah. a... <laughs> All right, what's next? All right, uh, what's next is uh, Berliner Weiss. If you're listening live, just uh, just hang on the line there, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a German uh, sour ale that's uh, actually very refreshing and uh, very cool to make. And uh, if you're listening in the archives, it's going to be another two weeks before you get that. Uh, so uh, you know, you're just going to have to hang out and suffer. 
Then one foggy <laughs> Love this song. <laughs> Burl Ives? Burl Weiss? Burl Weiss? Burl Ives. Burl Ives? Gene Autry. Gene Autry. Oh, yeah, that's not Burl Ives. I, I prefer Burl Ives, personally. I got that one, too. Oh, no. Oh. You didn't ask he, me before the show. <laughs> All right, hang in there. All right. Uh, good show, John. Bruce Strong. Cheers. Cheers.